0: Are y'all ready for the word? Now I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one except himself knew. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses, Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written king of kings and lord of lords there's a storm coming and that storm just like any other storm has got a name and this name is king of kings and lord of lords got your attention do you understand what I'm saying Jesus is coming back whether it be tonight tomorrow, next year man doesn't know Jesus said even I don't know so if Jesus was even ignorant of the time that it would be taking place man shouldn't even attempt so don't fall for that nonsense don't you buy another book don't you dare buy another book when a man says I know when God's coming you run don't you dare read that book Let's turn to Genesis. Tommy, we're good. I just wanted to get y'all's attention. Because any other time I sit and read Scripture, I'm watching you fall asleep. So I figured I'd put some background noise on that this morning to at least get you to look at the speakers and go, What's wrong with the sound, man? I know that's what was in y'all's head. Good, got your attention. Genesis chapter 6, let's go there. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm certain there were times in my life that I was prepared for a storm that I have already walked through, but I wasn't even sure of the time that I was being prepared for that storm. I didn't even know what that storm would be. Anybody ever been there? I mean, you've gone through something. You, you made it through an issue, a circumstance, or a storm, and you look back and you go, that, that was why I went through this, or I heard that, or I read that. Has that ever happened? I mean, am I the only one? I mean, I, I woke up this morning going, ah, now I know why. Every once in a while we'll we'll go through life and we're we're being prepared. And some of you are being prepared even as we talk. You're being prepared for a storm that is unbeknownst to you. You have no idea what's about to come. And the storm that you're probably gonna face, most of you will face it for the first time in your life. You would have never ever experienced such a storm. But if you play If you play your cards right, if you listen when you're supposed to listen, be quiet when you're supposed to be quiet, God will prepare you up to that point. How many of you know it's a much better thing to go out of the house with a raincoat or umbrella when it's raining than to get outside and then go, man, I need a coat or an umbrella? It's probably better to go out prepared, right? If you know what's going to rain, grab an umbrella, have it with you. If you know it's going to be cold, you dress for that, right? You're you're prepared for the event that you're about to walk through or experience. I wish that we give that much weight to our spiritual walk with God. Told you. If you don't have covers on your toes, you might want to put them. We give more weight... To what the news tells us about the weather, than what the Word tells us about Christ. Yes, we do. Yesterday was a prime example. The pastors getting nosy. Yesterday's a prime example. I told Debbie. I said, Debbie, look, just look. See y'all. If you, I'll be I'll be defriended by so many people today. It's gonna make your head spin. People just gonna kick me off Facebook. These are the ones that profess their Christianity. They profess their love to God. And yet they celebrate the evil one and give no second thought. You know, I used to look at that man, just get mad at my mom. Mom, you're so religious. Just get mad. And now I look, after I've grown in understanding, I start to realize that, you know, this isn't a game. We we don't get to move pieces across the board any way we want to. See, you you can't cheat God and jump three when you're only supposed to have done two. But how many of us do it daily daily? Daily. I'm getting on you for a reason. Because I want you to understand there is a storm coming. And if you are not prepared for the storm, you too will be swallowed up in it. And my job as your pastor is to make sure you understand that you can be prepared for any storm. And if I don't tell you hard word and I let you do whatever and let you bounce from here to there and this church to that church so that your ears begin tickled instead of your heart being changed, I'm failing at what I was called to do and I don't like to fail at anything. So I'm going to give you word that you may or may not like, but it will be the truth. And it will come from here. I don't want you to enter a storm you're not ready for. So let's get prepared. Genesis, starting at chapter 6. I'm going to just read verse 9 here. It says that this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. Noah Walked with God. Noah was just. That The Bible says that he was a just man. That means he walked upright in the presence of God. He, he walked upright in a relationship with God. And he also said that he was perfect in, in the generations. He had respect. He was admired by man. He was looked to by man. And he said that he walked with God. It was because of his walk with God that he was able to be upright with God. See, you, can't, you cannot have an upright relationship if you don't know the one you're in relationship with. We have a tendency to, to give our hearts to Christ and then walk just however we want to walk it out and think we're okay And and I'm not, by any any means, I'm not trying to add to your salvation because you you can't accept Christ and add to it and think that betters your salvation. You're no more saved 30 years of serving Christ than you are the first moment you ask him into your life. You are saved by faith through grace, and that is it. There's nothing else lest you boast. He said, there ain't but one way to me, and that's through my son, period, you come any other way, you a thief. So we've got to be careful in, in what we do. But what I'm trying to tell you is if you want a, a, deeper, a deeper relationship with the Father, it's just the same as a marriage. If you want a deeper relationship, you've got to put forth some type of effort on your part. Right. You, you can't just see you're a representative of God, the Father, on earth. I've heard it spoken that we're little Jesuses. Some people get their panties in a wad, man. When But you know what? The Bible said that he is one of many. I know. Y'all, the religious side going to get frantic about that one. You're sons of God. I'm not saying you're the only begotten son. But you're son of God. If you've accepted him into your life, you're a son of God. You have the inheritance. You have access, full access to the refrigerator and all. Tell them, Sean, full access to the fridge. Man, I can get whatever I want. It's daddy's house. But it's because of his walk that, that he has found just and that he has found perfect in men. It's because of his walk. See, he was being prepared and didn't even know he was being prepared because there was a time that God looked down and found favor. Noah found favor in God's sight. God looked down and with all the people spread across the earth and in all of God's frustration because the sin was running rapid and people were just, they were living in lawlessness. Man, does this sound familiar? Boy, this I go right along. The the world was upside down and he said, I can't do it anymore. My spirit will not dwell with man forever. But there was one. There was one. And God said, hey, Noah. Come here. Do you love me? Do you trust me? You have faith in me? Good. I want you to look stupid in front of everybody. (laughs) Can, Can I tell you that when you're being prepared, you're going to have to step out of your comfort zone of faith Remember how I teach you? I, I teach you there's a there's a there's a time that you started in your prayer life. Now I lay me down to sleep, and then there's another time that you grow, that you get into warfare with your praying. It's the same thing with your faith. As you grow in God, your faith becomes stronger. The disciples used to say, "Add to it." Add to my faith. Help, help a brother out, would you? Increase my faith. Didn't know what they was asking. Because with increasing of your faith come trouble. Because you can't, you can't say you love your husband and your wife and not show it. How do you think you can say that you love God and not show it? How does that work? So as Noah was walking through his life, Noah was being prepared for something that he had no clue what was about to happen. God told this man to build a boat. I, I see it. He going on a boat. For what? We in the desert. Rain. Well, look, y'all, y'all would have been the same way. Y'all have went back to God and said, God, you have lost your ever-loving mind. Talk about building a boat and it ain't rain. I don't even know what rain is. And you go tell me to build it. See, it's one thing to go home and build a model boat that you can finish in an hour behind closed doors. You can be crazy all by yourself. But you're asking me to be crazy in front of people. i got to build this boat outside of the security of my home. i got to step out and I've got to trust you. I said I did. Now it's time to prove it. Oh, it wasn't just for a moment of ridicule. It wasn't. It wasn't the time that you walked out of the supermarket and you got ridiculed by voters, or not wearing your mask. I'll get in trouble for this. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I'm not talking about that little bit of ridicule. Somebody, like, where's your mask? <laughs> If yours work working, leave me alone and just keep going. I'm not talking about that little bit of ridicule. I mean, this dude was 100 years in. It was every day that he was preaching, that he was telling people a storm is coming. Get prepared. There's a storm that's coming. Just like today. Man, we've been told this for how many generations? Huh? How many people have just said, man... It ain't happening now, it ain't going. I'll go to church on Christmas and Easter. I'll get there on Mother's Day so she don't get mad. But the rest of the time, man, why am I going? Why am I going? Can I ask that question? Why did you come to church this morning? I mean, really? I mean, really? I want you think about it. Why did you get up this morning and go to church? Why other than rain, because I mean, if it's rain, I ain't gonna do nothing either. But if you're coming to church and all—all all that you're coming to church for—if this is all that you're coming to church for—I'm just gonna tell you, I'm gonna get you back in line. If the only reason you come to church is hear big mouth preach, you're coming for the wrong reason. The Bible says that don't forsake the gathering to build one another up too many see this is the here's here's a problem with the church we'll stand behind a pulpit and tell you how lovely and how grand it is to serve god and don't worry about it god will take you through and he will but it doesn't mean you're going to get through it without bruises and scars and and open wounds it doesn't mean you're going to get through it pain-free and hurt-free that actually means that you've got a bigger target on you when you say i'm a christian But we're to be coming to church in like-mindedness. We're we're to be having one thing on our mind when we come to this house. And it's that we help one another, that we upgird one another, and that we worship our Father in the meantime. Yeah, I'm supposed to teach you how to do the Scripture. And then you, I know. Y'all don't like this part either. Then you are to go and do the Scripture. (laughs) But Moses was found just, and he was found perfect because of his walk. How many of you would like to think that there's a million people out there running around and God looked down and seen you? That, That you found favor in his eyes. You. Out of a million people. This is a hard pill for me to swallow because the Bible says that he'll rain on the just and the unjust. So it doesn't really matter if you're... But anyway, I don't want to get into all that. But he found Noah. He knew Noah was crazy enough to do what he asked him. So here Noah is in before everybody, building a boat. Whew, i just seen that. Can you imagine Sean having to help me build a boat when it ain't rained? Boy, I bet you he was out there with ham and sham and j He was having to drag them by their ears every morning, getting their butt out there. Give me a hammer, boy. That dovetail's wrong. Get that thing right. File it down. Fighting his kids the whole time. I can see it. Look, I know. I already know. Fighting them. But God was setting him up for something. And he knew in his heart that there was a storm coming because God said so. How many times have you been told there's a storm coming and you ain't get prepared for it? And you got caught. Honey, it's supposed to be starting to snow about two o'clock this afternoon. Make sure I can't. I got got to be prepared for what's coming. And God's given us an opportunity because He loves us so much. He's given us. He knows it takes us so long. <laughs> I wonder how many times He's extended the calendar just because I just done something stupid. <laughs> He hasn't, I'm sure, but let's go to another scripture. I'm, I'm hang on, we gonna put all this together. Verse number sixteen in chapter seventeen. One thing that I did find as I was in and out of this account that God told Moses to make himself to make himself an ark of gopher wood. If you you do any research on gopher wood, gopher wood was like an indestructible wood. It was hard to rot. And if you know anything else about the ark, you know this all points us back to Jesus. I told you I was going to Sunday school. This ark all points back to Jesus. Jesus was the indestructible humanity. (laughs) I wonder how many of us are building ourselves an ark in Jesus. Or are we building our ark with everything else? What are you putting your ark together with? Jobs and relationships and finances and movies and food. Eric, you can amen me on that one, brother. On the food. See, we lo- it's okay. I like food. He made it. Verse number 16. So, so those that entered, male and female of all flesh, went in as God had commanded him. And I said, and the Lord shut him in. I thought about this for a few I mean, it's, it's good that God would shut me in. It, it's good that God would think so much of me that he would want to protect me from the outside. The only problem was I wasn't being so protected from what was on the inside. Y'all hang on. Y'all gonna start smelling it here in a minute. There was one window in this boat. They didn't have lights and exhaust fans. And every animal you can think of is floating. I wonder where they done with the dung. See, it's just listen. Man, God is so good to me. He works in my crazy head. Just because God is protecting you doesn't mean that you're not going to get affected by something. It's just like a church. It reminds me a lot of the church. Just because it is a church don't mean there ain't nothing in there smelly. I ain't talking about no body odor. I'm talking about come on, you know where I'm going. Even through the storm, you're 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 gonna get affected somewhere. There you're you're still gonna have to deal with something. But the most important part was he protected him from death. He kept him alive. See, we, we are so ungrateful. We think that if God isn't keeping us 100% protected, if somebody didn't say something wrong, if somebody didn't say something to hurt my feelings, if it, then God wasn't there to help me. No, he was there to help you still living. He helped you. He helped you. But we're all shut up. We're all shut up in this protection. And we don't really understand because it doesn't seem like it's protecting me. I still got to deal with... I don't know where they threw it. I just over the shoulder maybe... I, it wasn't but one window, and I, I I just don't see them putting it in bales and dumping it out the window. I don't know. Maybe. But the Bible said that God shut them in. You gotta remember this guy has had to go through this issue now for a hundred years of building this boat. And now the door just shut behind him. Any of you ever said, God, this better be you? No lights. (laughs) One little window. One little church. And here we sit in the middle of a storm. God, this better be you, because if it ain't, we're going to die. We're going to die. But because Noah was so faithful, and he loved God so much, he was willing to go through whatever it took to be prepared for the storm that he said was coming. God's been telling you for generations there's a storm coming be ready be prepared not doing this one day and doing this another not playing around like the the women with the 10 lamps and don't don't be gallivanting around doing your own, you you Be prepared, because when he shuts the door, whatever's inside, but whatever's outside. I don't know about you, I hate to be on the outside of that door, because I refuse to be prepared for the storm. Some of you have been getting prepared on your own. You've been digging and you've been seeking and searching and you want a relationship with God and you're doing everything that you can to get there. Oh, people still poke and prod and laugh and make fun because you're going to church on Sunday. And Wednesday too, are you two days a week Forever's a long time in hell. Man, I can sacrifice two days a week, baby. I'm good. See, I'll cut you short this morning. That way you'll be in and out. You never even know you went to church. Most of you. We run out and grab a bite to eat and chicken and man, we forgot anything about being prepared because we went through the line and cussed somebody out or passed somebody by or we forgot about the word. And the Lord shut him in. We've been on that series of come up here. I told Tom, I wasn't for sure. I thought we ended this last week. And as I continued to read, I went, okay, fine. So I'm going to throw this one on that series as the last message. Because it all come down to this. Because of him preparing himself. Because of him doing what God had asked him to do, God saved him and his family. See, this, this goes to tell me, too, that my priority should be my family first. And then, y'all. See, i got to save my family first. If, if, you, if, you, if your ministry can't start in your house, your ministry shouldn't be starting. If you can't get the respect of the ones beside you, See, there's something different about walking in honor in your own home because it's recognizable on the outside. But if you're dishonored in the house, I can assure you, you'll be dishonored outside the house. They know who you are. Man, you can, you can fool me for a minute. Throw your white gown on, you can fool me for a minute. But what happens... When everybody starts hearing what the home life is about, what your wife says about you, how your wife talks about you, oh, oh, or how you talk about your wife. Look, man, I ain't gonna leave y'all out. Sooner or later, what you do in private will be we've got to be careful with what we're doing and we better be making sure that we're being prepared for something this isn't a game I don't know how I I wish I could have just come in here this morning and said listen Christianity is not a game and closed the Bible and went home because I've I've gotten really frustrated in my spirit because that's how Christian people are with God we are so flippant with God anymore we pull him out when, when we want him. When when we think we need him, that's when we call him. God takes Noah through this storm that Noah had no idea what he was getting prepared for, and Noah done what he said that he would do. He prepared himself, he makes this storm, and God sets this boat on a mountain it says then the ark rested in the 17th month the 17th day of the month on the mountain of Arat verse 15 of chapter 8 said then God spoke to him and we've been talking about come up here and, and how we get to this place in God and, and how we can get to, get, to, get to places in our life that we can have a better outlook on life and we can see things in God's perspective instead of looking at it through our own dim glass. And, and here is the first time that I see God talking on a mountain. And he brings Noah through a storm. I can imagine that conversation. I mean, he, he, he did tell him to bring all your family out and let all the animals off. And Noah built the first altar. But God spoke to him on the mountain. It was out of his preparedness that he was able to get to the spot, get to the spot that God was to meet him. If you're not prepared, you'll never make the storm. If you don't make the storm, you'll never speak to God. we got to be careful. We're going to find ourselves somewhere, and we're going to go, I've got to be up there. But God, how do I get up there? And when he comes back, it's going to be too late to get up there. He's going to say, you should have done this here. That takes me back to the door being shut we as Christian people, we assume that that door is always open. The Bible says that he shuts a door that no man can open and he opens a door that no man can shut. We, we shouldn't just be so careless in our thought that we think that door is always there. You don't have tomorrow. Who told you that? Who who, who told you that you've got an opportunity to apologize. What if you don't have the opportunity to make it right? Then what? This is all part of being prepared. Too many times our brain works faster or... (laughs) No, I should say our mouth works faster than our brain. Because if we could put the brakes on, we probably wouldn't offend or hurt or cause destruction as often as we do. I'm just wondering what God's thinking of his people. I'm wondering what he thinks of me. See, I'll single myself out because I'm okay with that. Because only he can fix me anyway. You can't, you've tried for 28 years, baby. And you failing. <laughs> but only God can fix me. Why wouldn't I run to him, Don? Why wouldn't I say, God, am I doing what you're wanting me to do? Am, am, I, am I staying prepared? Am I, am I doing it? If I'm not, make me. But somewhere along the line, man, we've gotten a wrong, we've gotten a wrong thing. And we've heard, just accept Jesus and live like you want. And you're good. And you go right back out into the world and you do your thing. I mean, it's in it's in the church. Somehow. The world has penetrated the church. We are to be the light. How in the world have we fallen to where we are? Don't blame this country on anybody elected, blame it on the church. That's right. Amen. You won't pray for your president, you talk bad about your president, just craziness. Just nonsense. Why in the world? Man, that would be like her wanting me to fail. Well, if I fail, the whole family fails. My mouth almost went faster than my brain. (laughs) The church is not being prepared. The church is being, we're being massaged. Because you got to feel good when you leave. I'd rather you walk out scratching your head going, I don't know whether to be mad at that pastor or whether to take it to heart. I'd rather you do that. See, sometimes I got to irritate her just a little bit to make sure she does love me. (laughs) Right, Charlie? I mean, if, if if we don't do anything to get them sideways every once in a while... We don't really know if they love us or not. It might have just been words. But if they hit you in the back of the head with a frying pan, they love you still. I don't know if my heart mourns for the church. I just don't know how I feel when it comes to whether or not we're prepared. How many of you have ever asked yourself, am I ready? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a prayer one time I prayed it and I went, well, maybe I shouldn't have prayed it, but I prayed, I flat asked him, God, do I even have a spot in heaven? I mean, really, do I? God, is there a place in heaven for me? And see, I don't, I, don't, I don't do that out of condemnation. I do that out of conviction. I'm going to help you all a little bit. Because if we're not quick to repent, if we're not quick to run to God, to ask him to open things up or to show us A lot of us don't want to see the darkness of our heart. And a lot of us have it. And because we won't address it, we'll carry it around and it will become a cancer. And eventually, we'll be a part of the shaft that's blown away. We'll never make it to the storehouse. The wind to catch us up on the threshing floor. And I don't know about you, but I I don't want some wind that just blows here and there to take me away from God. But we're allowing it every day of our Christian walk because we find something that's more important. We use things as excuses. Can I tell you, you won't be able to give an excuse on that day? Because God's going to say, there was a man. And he done it all for you. All you had to do, but God, we—I was going to do that next Sunday. I mean, I'm—I'm I'm for real, do, baby. Who said there would be an opportunity? That's right. Found favor. In God's eyes. You got a troubled relationship, you better fix it. I don't care if it's in the home, out of the home, around the home. You better fix it. Because you can't, listen, you can't rewrite your own word when you get to heaven. Because he, he's He's clear. How can you love me if you hate your brother? He, he's, he's clear. If you've got hatred in your heart, you've already murdered. He's, he's clear. I'm not saying you don't struggle or fight. That's I get it. But love has got to take over somewhere in your life. It has to. fear that if we continue to walk like we walk in the church today there won't be no place in heaven because everything's more important everything anybody ever stay home cuz they tired didn't go to church cuz they tired come on be honest see thank you see they Bunch of lying Christians. Bunch of lying Christians. This is what I mean. Be careful of. Be careful of the yeast, right? Because it'll. Be careful. Don't be careful. Who you aside. <laughs> we gotta be careful. I mean, we we laugh and joke about it, but we we gotta be careful. The church ain't what the church used to be. There used to be a time that as a Christian, that you could walk out into the world and the world would respect you on your stance. Now the world will confront you. There used to be a time that the pastors would walk out on the street and be respected and honored as pastors. Now a pastor will get thrown in jail I mean, we've got to get to the point. What are we going to do about church? Amen. I mean, it's, just a, it's a personal relationship with you and Christ. Don't get me wrong. But he called the church his bride. I don't know about you. I don't want to be the spot on the gown. We don't see God as one that will judge. God's love. Mm-hmm. That's why he sent his son, because he's love. Amen. What about you? Amen. Where's your love? Right. Tell me go to 1 Thessalonians, and I think I'll... This is why we take our time in our preparedness. We do it now, not tomorrow, not 15 minutes from now. You do it now. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them. This is talking about the dead in Christ shall rise first. This is talking about the second coming of Christ. To meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. You're being prepared for a storm that's coming. You get to choose how you fight it. I wish sometime God would make me do things the way He wants me to do it. And I mean make me. Because I'm hard headed. And sometimes he he just needs to make me. Don't give me an option and don't say you should have. He needs to grab me by the hand and make me do it. Because I'm scared I'm going to miss it. Because I'm a knucklehead. And if we're not careful, we're going to miss it. There's a storm coming. He's in it. He is the storm. And if you're not ready, you're going to die on the outside of the door. His word is sound. It's true. It's very clear when it's time for rapture. When it's done, it's done. It's, it's over, brother. There, there, is no, there is no third coming of Christ. But he's the God of many chances. Sure is. Look how many times he ain't killed you. It's over now. He's here. He's taking you back. We're done. Hope to God I am so sure that I'm not standing in a courtroom somewhere shaking because I'm unsure of whether he's going to say well done or get out of my face. That's my translation. He says, depart from me. <laughs> I say, just get out of my face. But have you ever thought about it? The days coming when you're going to stand there and you get, oh, it ain't going to be coming to the principal's office or going to the pastor's office. You're, you're getting, you get in the glory of God. I believe it's going to be a different story. All your merits that you have at home, they've got this little app out now. It's some kind of a merit app. And through your life, as you make accomplishments, if it's public knowledge or even if it isn't, you can add it and it comes up and it stays like in a cloud. They sent me one for my business because we got certified with it. And I'm going, why I need that? And you're not going to be able to open that app up and go, God, look what I did. I went to church 12 times this year. Mm -hmm. 12. (laughs) I was there once a month. First Sunday every month, I didn't care. Comes down to whether you're ready or not. How can you answer that question? this is a heart thing it's not what you do it ain't are you ready for real because I can speak for the church as a conglomerate a whole church not just this church the whole church across the world the church is not ready The church is not ready. We've become so commercialized that altar calls have got to be set up properly. We have to give things away. We rode by churches yesterday, trunking and treating. At one time I used to say, man, it's all right. It's just, it's an alternative. That's what was my words. It was an alternative for Christians because they couldn't participate in Halloween. You should be on your face praying, not trunking and treating. Don't you know what Halloween is? Amen. People don't want to hear that kind of preaching. Nope. But we open doors for Satan and we want to know why our life is destroyed. We want to know why our, why our homes are upside down. and you And you decorated your children as a as a goblin or a vampire, and send him out in the world, and you wonder why your house is upside down. Here's your sign. Told you you probably not like me, but I'm okay with it, because listen, you. How long will you falter between two opinions? But there's no harm. So you see all the spiritual? You know what's happening in the heavenlies? If you know that, please talk with me because I want to know too. I do want to know. I want to see you every once in a while. But we'll, we'll serve God on Sunday and we'll party on Saturday with the enemy. We're nowhere close to being prepared. Nowhere close. And my heart mourns for the church. I'm having a really, really hard time for the church. The whole church right now. We won't even open the doors up yet. What, What are we doing? Are you kidding me? The governments holding doors closed on churches, church ain't saying nothing. I mean, I I understand and I get it. I'm not trying to hound. I get it and I understand, but I've got to tell you that the Bible says that the righteous will walk by faith and not by sight. And by God, if you don't get up off of your hindquarters and begin to walk by faith, you're going to fall off a cliff. We have to get to a point to where what God says is true. What every man says is a lie. He's either God or he's not. Elijah said, if it's your God, then we'll serve him. If it's my God, then we'll serve him. But let God be God. And we're saying, let a virus be God. Let the government be God. Let this be God. Let that be God. We've let everything else in this world supersede God. And we want to know why our world is upside down. Here's your your sign. Our government can't see correctly because the church can't see correctly. Do I have any idea of abortion stuff? Okay, do I too? Yeah. You got any idea what is happening? This is child sacrifice. Do you see you're so tied up into politics that you forgot the spiritual. We're constantly feeding the beast, and the church is okay. We don't trust God anymore. He said the storms come and build an ark, and we won't even pick up a hammer. Another good day to be at church today, Pastor. Amen. we got to make a stand somewhere. And listen, I'm not trying to rally troops. I'm, I'm not into that deal. I'm not trying to rally troops. Because only, only God can change the heart of man, period. But I'm telling you, you're not going to dictate to me when I can and when I cannot praise the God that I serve. You're not doing it. You're not telling me I got to do it behind sheets? Do it under covers? You're not telling me. See, there's going to come a time. Oh, man. If I had time, we we would look at tribulations on the pre, the mid, and the post. Just so I could get you to understand all three of them. I'm not a favorite of either one. Because there's something for every one of them. But the one that scares me the most is the post. We can probably take the heat for a little bit, so mid-trib wouldn't be too bad. We'd probably take a few years. But I don't want to do the post-trib. See, you don't know what it is to be persecuted until you're skint alive. Until you're boiled in oil. You, You don't know. No offense here. But my toe hurts, right? I mean, that, that toe, don't stand a chance to what it. We don't get it, we don't understand it, and we don't care. I say that, because I want this to ring home with you. I want you to understand something. <laughs> God's not joking. I think he's more serious about this than we'll ever be. But he's given you ample opportunity to prepare. Stop playing. I, I don't think there's anything else that scares me worse than somebody that can be so arrogant to tell me, I'll just wait. I mean, you know the Holy Spirit has convicted somebody to give their heart to Christ and you go and just to talk to them and they go, Yeah, I'll just That scares me. Because who told you you've got tomorrow? You got plans for tomorrow? Anybody? You already got plans? Going shopping, doctor's appointment, hunting, work. 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 <laughs> Several. Everybody's got plans. Who told you? We've got close friends that middle of the night, young, gone. In their sleep. Gone. Who told you? Who No. Who bewitched you? There you, go. There you go. Friends, you don't have tomorrow. As much as I'd love to say, let's go have dinner tomorrow. You and me and dad, let's just go eat tomorrow. As much as I'd love to say, who said? I better be more tuned in on getting my heart together. Guys, we're this close. Do you not see? Do you not see everything?